Welcome back to Life at Hobridge School, the podcast where we speak to pupils, staff and parents to find out what it's really like. Every week we'll be talking to members of the school community to hear real stories of life in the school. And today we're going into a woodland environment with Louise Holder, who's going to talk to us about Forest School, explaining about the principles, how and why the school embraces this learning approach. But we also speak to pupils about this too. Summer, Isaac and Seb explain what they enjoy about Forest School and what they learn from Forest School too. So come with me now as Tracy talks to Louise Holder, Summer, Isaac and Seb. Well, it's lovely to be back again at Hobridge School. And today we're going to find out a little bit more about some very different schools and classrooms. Now, they have changed a great deal over the years, but this particular school or classroom is very different indeed. Forest schools have become a completely important part of school life and they were introduced way back in the UK in 1993 and they've given children so many opportunities to learn outside the classroom. Now I'm delighted to be joined by Louise Holder who's head of the Forest School. Tell us how you started your journey into becoming a forest school leader. I was very fortunate that Hobridge um, sent me off for the forest school leader training. It's something that as soon as I heard about it I knew I wanted to do it. It's fabulous. It's all about, well, especially in today's movement with education, thinking more about emotional development, about well-being. And I think Forest School nurtures and develops those really important skills. So I went off for training a couple of years ago, completed my Forest School leader training, and I've brought that back here to Hobridge, where children now get to do Forest School outside, because we're very fortunate with our wonderful grounds, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. So just tell me what it actually encompasses. We throw that term around, but what does it actually encompass? What did your training teach you to deliver? So Forest School follows six principles. It's long-term process with regular, frequent sessions. Children here at Hobridge do go out every day. They go out for sport every day, so they're very used to going out in all weathers. But it actually helps them to engage with nature to respect nature, to learn in and from nature. So that's really important that they work through the seasons. The second principle is to um, be in a woodland environment. We're very fortunate here. We've got lots of trees. We've actually got the river as well. We, we go to the hideout. We go to the adventure playground. So we meet that criteria. Now, the third principle is about the holistic development that Forest School promotes, fostering resilience, confidence, independent and creative learners. We, it really focuses on respect, which I think is hugely important. So the children learn to respect each other and to respect nature. That's the thing that I really um, engaged with when I um, carried out my training for Forest School. The fourth principle is about risk-taking and how we support children to take appropriate risks, to think about the environment, to consider themselves. We're facilitators. We try and help them to manage their own risks. So it's not that as a leader we would go around saying, oh, you can't do that, that's unsafe. It's If a child wants to do something, we think about how can they do that and we, we encourage them to think for themselves, how can I do this safely so that they're slightly pushing themselves out of their comfort zone, setting their own goals and, and achieving those goals. The fifth principle is that it has to be delivered by a forest school leader just to ensure that you are embracing the ethos of forest school 
and it is led as such as a, as a holistic and very child-centered approach so that we're focusing on the process of forest school and it's not about a product. Although we plan and we scaffold um, the children's development, it's not objective driven in the same way that the curriculum is. So it's not that I take the children out and say, right, today our learning objective is this, here's our success criteria, this is what you're going to achieve. What I love about Forest School is it's very much learner-led, so the children can go out and develop for themselves. And then the final principle is the use of the learner-centred processes to try and create community. They call it the, the development and the learning community. And I do think that Forest School very much embodies that. Because it's so much these days that young people don't have the opportunity to take risks, do they? And this, this is obviously something where, as you say, they, they can choose to take the risk and you can facilitate that if necessary. Definitely. And I think that there's, a, there's been a shift in attitudes. I know Forest School's sort of come and gone for years and years and there's an argument that its history goes right back. And particularly after war times when they created outdoor playgrounds, but even playgrounds have changed. The stranger danger, children aren't so free to explore. And I think Forest School gives them an opportunity where they know they're safe, they know the risks, they know what's expected, but they have the chance to to play with their friends, to build dens, to whittle, to create things and really engage in play beyond and for a longer period of time than maybe, you know, just a break time or a lunch time or the opportunity that they may not get outside of school that maybe was more available in the past. So yes, I think for a school is really important now. Getting dirty too, that sounds good to me. I really like the sound of that. Well, I'm, I'm also delighted that we're joined by three of your uh, young pupils there. We've got Summer, we've got Isaac and we've got Seb. I'm having a little bit of difficulty deciding who's Isaac and who's Seb, but I'm sure they'll smile when I say their names. So this is great radio because we've actually got twins here, but we'll start with Summer. Um, What is it about Forest School that you love so much? I like with Forest School, you have lots of opportunities to do whatever you like, really. And like, you can play with your friends a lot and you don't have a specific thing you have to do. And there's a lot of places that you can go. And I like den building as well, because you can like, if you wanted to, you can like role play with your friends in it, build it and make it better over the time. And I also love whittling because you can make stuff and then role play with that as well. So So does it feel very different to your ordinary stuff in school, Summer? Yeah, because... You're outside for a long time and the fresh air is nice as well. So, yeah. What's it like when it's howling with wind and rain, eh? (laughs) (laughs) When it's raining, it's, like, more fun because you get dirtier. Yeah. (laughs) And wetter. So... Doesn't put you off, then? No. Fantastic. Not one bit. Isaac, if you could choose one forest school activity to do, what would it be? It'd probably be den building because you can make so many different types of dens and play in it with your friends and we've got such a big places at our school and like in the hideout there are so many trees so you can make loads of different dens like last year we made two layered den. Wow. And when it rains sometimes you can make shelters. So is it important when you're building dens that you all know what you're doing? Does does somebody take charge? How does it all work? Well, sometimes people take charge, 
but it doesn't really matter because the other person, you can do whatever you like, so one person's doing one thing, the other person's doing another thing, but at the end it will end up really good. So does it work well when one person takes charge and then another person does it? Is that, is that part of why you enjoy it, perhaps? Yeah, it does work well when you do that. It's fun when somebody takes charge, but we need to, sometimes we need to let other people listen. We need to listen to other people so we can make the best den possible. Now listen, I've never made a den. Is it quite hard? Sometimes it's hard. It depends what sort of tree, but it's, normally it's quite easy. But, or it starts easy and then it gets harder the better you try to make it. And do they allow you to have things like knives or axes? or How on earth do you get those, those tree bits down? <laughs> you don't normally get the trees down. We get given, there's tarps and ropes. So you can tie ropes to the tarps and then tie the ropes to trees and then make, that's how sometimes you make them. Wow. Sounds nice and cosy to me. I would love that. Seb, tell me, um, what what's your forest school space like at school? How much space have you got? Just describe it to me so we can all picture it. So it's we've got a really big ground and we're very fortunate. We've got the adventure playground which has some climbing frames in and we can we once got out a slack line and tried to balance across it. Which was fun. I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> then we have the hideout, which is a mini forest basically, on to the right where Everyone plays manhunt, which is hide and seek it or build stand, like Isaac said. And then we've got the fire circle, where at the start of our lessons normally we play games with each other. And then we've got the fire pit inside the fire circle, where we can do fire lighting and roast marshmallows and sometimes even food. Oh, delicious! So have you learnt how to light a fire properly without matches? Yes, we, we use flint and steel and we gather the wood ourselves. It's not easy, is it? It's not easy when it's raining. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Does it, does it take you back to uh, a long, long, long time ago when all the cavemen, that's how they had to get their fire? Does it make you think that you're a caveman? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Summer, tell me one thing that you think you've learnt from forest school. I've learnt to, like, give people like things to do and like how to climb a tree and how to build a den because before that I I didn't even know how to light a fire and now I know how to and when I'm like building a den I used to think oh you can just use wood but actually like you can use ropes and things with it and like yeah. So Isaac? Have you taken any of your forest activities home? Do you use the things that you're learning at Hobridge in your forest school? Yes, but um, after learning how to light a fire, we, at home we got a fire pit for... My dad got my mum a fire pit for her birthday and we sometimes in the, at night we get flint and steel and cotton wool and we light fires and then roast marshmallows and sausages. Wow, I bet your mum was very impressed. Yeah. <laughs> and Seb, just just tell me what makes it so exciting? What makes it so different for you, the forest school? It's fun to be in the fresh air after being inside all day and we can be free to do much what we want and then, of course, supervise. And we can try different things that you don't normally do 
and l learning new skills along the way, like whittling or firelighting. And but also you build bigger relationships with your classmates and make more friends. Yes, because but for for me the most exciting thing is roasting food on the. <laughs> I do like the sound of those marshmallows. So, Mrs. Holder, I'm going to get some feedback for you. So, so Summer, if you could add one more thing to Forest School, what would it be? If if you could, if you had a magic wand and put something else into Forest School, what would you have? I would add an activity where you could feed the ducks that we have in our pond down there because they're really cute and I love animals. So. That sounds good. A <laughs> new addition. Yeah. Isaac, what about you? What would you add into Forest School? Give Mrs Holder some ideas. I'd probably <laughs> no add in zip line, like in Go Oh, wow. Zip line from the trees. Absolutely no pressure, Mrs Holder. What about you? I'd add, well, maybe like sometimes where we do whittling, like they, there could be a sheep where we can learn how to do whittle animals because mm -hmm. I love animals and I love wood. That sounds fantastic. Well, if it was me, I'd want more mud. I'm very fond of mud. Do you like mud? <laughs> Mud's a good yes. thing, yes. you know. You can find lots of things in mud. So, <laughs> Thank you very much indeed to Summer, to Seb and to Isaac. We're going to go back to Mrs Holder now. Some little ideas here. So how do you see the forest Thank school yeah, growing at Howbridge? I hope that it would roll out to all year groups because I do think it has, it appeals to everybody and everybody benefits. It's very empowering and the great thing about Forest School for your well-being, if especially every year group has different pressures and different certain year groups have more exam pressures. Um, so it's a really nice place for them to come out. If they feel like just laying in a hammock because they need five minutes peace, they can lay in a hammock if they were <laughs> as summer does don't you summer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's learned how to put up a hammock hey. very effectively <laughs> um or if there's a skill they want to develop like with your whittling Seb. so if you learn to whittle next week you want to develop that whittling and you want to go back and then you might want to make a, a pencil or might want to make an animal so i think it's a good opportunity for some children to set their own challenges and develop their own goals so i would like to roll it out to everybody i think in the younger years um, they take their learning outside a lot more and it's an innate part of the curriculum yeah whereas i think as you move through the school it's less a part of the curriculum there's a lot of pressure for objectives to be achieved and for children's progress to happen within the classroom and to take tests so i think it's really important for all year groups i've just been on a bushcraft residential with the year seven and eights and we had an amazing time mm. and i think that everybody would benefit from having that time within their curriculum at school I was going to say, there's been so much more development as well and so much more learning on what forests can give you back, can't they? And I suppose when you get to those exam pressures, just breathing in the forest oh, air and, and being by trees is hugely beneficial, isn't it? It is. You need time to, to, to just meditate. We always play some games. So we go out and I always um, start with a nature game, something that gets them to take a moment to look around them, to engage with the space, because respect is hugely important. We learn from nature as well as being in nature with Forest School. So if you want to build something or you want to make a den, 
think about the impact you're going to have on that tree it's not just about our safety so we don't climb high in the wet it's about the impact you're going to have if that branch looks fragile yes it could break and snap and you will hurt yourself but also don't damage the trees Mm. so it's it's all about you know being in the process like I said it's very it's it's process driven not product driven and that's what I love about it I think for well-being for patience perseverance teamwork resilience those are really important social and emotional skills that can be addressed outside of the classroom through Forest School. You obviously love it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it completely inspires you. Why, why is it? Why are you so inspired by it? I love the on tap, not on top approach. That's not my phrase. I've coined it from someone. So I think originally I started in the early years and I loved the early years. We're talking like 20 years ago, unfortunately. And then the last, the last few years of my career, I've been um, working with the older children. But I think that there's a lot to learn from that early years, from the child-centred approach, from learning through play and development. And I do think there's a place for that as children grow and they're older. It's, I think, actually... Yeah, it's what I really enjoy, to observe, to watch children have those magic moments for themselves and to lead their own learning. That's what I really enjoy. It strikes me, actually, that we should all have forest schools. The more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm talking to you. I've learnt something today, certainly from you and from uh, the young pupils. And I think we should all have forest schools. We should all have our five minutes of a forest school. What do you think, Seb and Isaac and Summer? Do you think the grown-ups should have forest schools too? (laughs) Yes, definitely. Would it it make us less grumpy, do you think, as adults? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Might work together better. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe maybe it'll stop world wars as well. schools to stop world wars i think it's a good policy don't you so well do you know what it's been lovely to talk to all of you today i hope you have a lovely day and especially mrs holder thank you very much i've learned a huge amount about forest schools and uh, i've enjoyed it thoroughly thank you thank you thank you so that was forest school to stop world wars with louise holder summer isaac and seb thank you to all of you for coming on to this episode of the podcast now our next episode is coming out soon but in the meantime thank you for listening to this episode don't forget to follow or subscribe so you get future notifications and we look forward to seeing you next time bye for now